Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Mary Lennox's parents suddenly die, she is sent to live with her uncle on his remote country estate deep in the Yorkshire Moors. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Our Childhood, a weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. That is true. That is what we do here. And anytime you don't say it with me, it totally throws me off. Oh, I didn't say it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted today. It's all good. Making sure our levels look okay. Just hanging out. Yeah. Living our best quarantine quarantined life. life. Yeah. yeah. That's how we do That's it. It's true. Yeah. Hope everybody is doing well if you're listening. Mm-hmm. If you're not listening, then you're not hearing this. <laughs> I find that weird when people do that. If you're listening, what else would they be doing? If they're not listening, they're not hearing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm drunk already. Yeah. It's only 930 in the morning. Yeah, last week we did late night podcasting, and this week we're doing early morning podcasting. Yeah, yeah. it's an early Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. So, how's it going? Great. Cool. Doing as good as you can do, I would say, under the circumstances. I think yeah. we've done well about entertaining ourselves and keeping busy. It's uh, It's been an experience, mm-hmm. and the one thing I do like... I don't know if anybody else is experiencing this, but it's not spending tons of money. Yeah. Literally only spending money on groceries. It is very nice to get the daily checking statements from our bank and there being no withdrawals. Yeah. I'm like, I okay. always find that a victory. I'm like, yes, we didn't spend money today. We did good. Yeah. But yeah. riveting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're doing the 1993 classic, The Secret Garden, which... If anybody could guess, this is my pick this week. That's sexist. Well, I feel like over the last 50 episodes, we've kind of established our movie tastes. Mm -hmm. And though we do share a lot of similar movie tastes. Yes. There is a part of me that liked literature Mm -hmm. turned to movies. And especially if there's pretty English countryside scenery, you got me. Yeah. I feel like the older I get... The more I enjoy stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I never would have thought 10-year-old me would go, in 20 years, I'm going to get really into a TV show called Downton Abbey and really enjoy it. Yeah. But as an adult, I love that show. Yeah. That's we went true. and saw the movie, and it was me, you, and Daniel. We were clearly the youngest people in the movie <laughs> That's theater. True. Everybody else was 60 years old. Here we are, thoroughly enjoying the movie. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I know. I remember when we first started dating, you didn't really... I remember you saying you didn't like period pieces. Yes. And 
there are ones that are really hard to watch and mm-hmm. get through. But honestly, I think that just has to do with the plot and the writing. Yeah. Because there's lots of movies that are period pieces that are really riveting and good. I find myself enjoying more of them. It's, I think, specifically, I had a very hard time uh, understanding Shakespeare That's true. as a kid. Yeah. And it was just the writing style. There was a lot of times I would read it for school and I had no clue what I just read. But then when I would watch some of the modern day adaptations where they based it on a Shakespeare, I always enjoyed it. Like, I yeah, loved the stories him. are good, but the language is hard to understand. Yes. I get that. Yeah. I was never a huge fan of having to read Shakespeare either. No. And then I decided to major in English and that was kind of crammed down your throat a little bit. So Very true. Yeah. But so this movie, you haven't seen it, correct? I have never seen it, nor did I ever read the book. Okay. okay. Which I want to say my brother and I had the same teacher for uh-huh. like third, fourth, and fifth grade. And I want to say he had to read it in maybe fourth grade. And then we never read it for some reason. I vaguely remember reading it, but I do remember more of this movie because I rewatched it a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we have it on VHS in the garage. Probably. Because um, we do. My parents did give me all of my childhood movies. Most of them are Disney, but a couple yeah. of them are live action. So it would be in one of those sweet white plastic Yeah, case. Yeah, those were the best cases. But this movie was always one that I'd watch if I just wanted to be comforted in a way. Kind of like uh, Little Women, too. Mm-hmm. Or I just wanted a good movie, and I just wanted to be in my emotion. I'm excited to watch it. If it's going to be like, I go figure, I'm a guy. I enjoyed Little Women, both uh, versions you've showed me. Yes. Like the one with Wynonna Ryder, and then we went and saw the one with Emma Watson and yeah. Meryl Streep. and. I had no problem with either of them. So if it's similar to that, I think I'll probably enjoy this movie. I mean, it's not similar other than the lead is a, a girl. Um, so we can move on to whether we decide if this movie holds up. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Having no basis. Having no basis. But I think the fact that it's kind of a period piece because it was made in 93 and it's set on something from the early 1900s, I believe. That sounds right. Sounds right. I'm going to say it's going to hold up because I feel like all the period pieces we've done, which are pretty limited to like uh, Dazed and Confused and Virgin Suicides. Which is weird when you say period pieces and it's something set in the 70s. Yeah. But (laughs) But those were some of the movies that held up the best. Yes. So. That's true. I think because this is based on a piece of literature that is still considered classic Mm -hmm. and they're actually remaking it again and they've made several versions over the years like Little Women. There's a BBC miniseries, The Secret Garden, that was made in the 80s. I've never seen it though. Mm -hmm. But I think that it will hold up because it is a classic story. So, And I haven't seen it in a while. I thought we had it on DVD, but I realized that we didn't and... Yeah. Anyway, we totally skipped the facts for 1993, so go we ahead did. and do that. Yeah, let's go ahead and hit them with some facts. Let me get them pulled up here. This movie was released on August 13th, 1993. Ooh. It grossed $31.2 million. Um, something, something that I found interesting was it was produced by Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, okay. So, that was crazy to me. Uh, popular TV shows from 1993... Are Grace Under Fire, Coach, and Frasier. The number one song the week the movie came out was Can't Help Falling in Love by UB40. 
a couple other popular songs were Janet Jackson again and Informer Snow or yeah. Snow Informer. Sorry. I can never know which one is yeah. which. Popular TV show or popular movies were The Pelican Brief, Schindler's List, and Cliffhanger. That was the number 10 movie for the year. Cliffhanger? Yeah. Is that the That's the Stallone movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. It sounded familiar. I just took me a second. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen that movie. I've heard of it. Yeah. Obviously. But yeah, I've heard of it I as well. I don't know. I think I have seen it, mm. but it was probably around 1994, so who knows? Yeah. My parents didn't limit like what we could watch. I think we've talked about that, but if they rented a movie and we were there, we would... I don't remember my parents ever going like, this is an adult movie. You need to go in the other room. Other than Halloween 1993, they were watching Leprechaun, and we hung out in my bedroom, me and my cousin and my brother, and then we snuck out a couple times to the peak, and... It ruined my life. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> my parents definitely did limit what we could watch. They did not want us watching R-rated movies until mm-hmm. I was like a teenager, basically. Yeah. But I would actually say like I might have been 12 or 11 when they started like letting us run them. And I think it was more because I had a brother that was 15. And it didn't make sense to make him always watch Disney movies. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But Disney movies are amazing. Yes. Yes, they are. I feel like my parents, again, we talked about this last week. I was a latchkey kid. So I think it was hard for my parents to sit there and be like, you can't watch this movie. If we had, when we got cable, like it was whatever I found on TV in the middle of the day. When we had Showtime, I watched some interesting movies. We did not because we never had Showtime or HBO until... I think when I moved out of the house. <laughs> They're like, Ryan's out it. of the house. Let's get the premium channels. <laughs> yeah. Like, even as a kid, we didn't even have the Disney channel. Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember being excited when you would have those weekends where you would get the Disney channel for free or you got HBO yeah. for free. Those those were the times I was like, yes, this is the best day ever. That's very true. And recording movies off of it. Yes. And watching them all the time. Definitely. My yeah. dad did that, of course. Okay. Talked about his wonderful tape collection that i hope he still has i should ask him when i talk to him i'll probably forget like i always do (laughs) like i always do um so guys we we did this out of order so now i'm confused but um where you can find this yes is i swear to god it was on amazon prime like five months ago Mm -hmm. and now it's no longer it's on there to rent yeah so you can rent on any of the apps if you own it awesome watch it i'm sure it's an amazing movie again i think it's one of those things where they take the christmas movies off in october so christmas rolls around and there's basically no movies on any of the streaming services but then they magically pop back up in february that's true i agree and i do think they took secret garden off because they're releasing the new one Mm -hmm. which i watched the trailer for it like last week did you watch it with me no oh and i just felt like the main character seemed too nice. And you'll know what I'm talking about in a minute when we go watch this. Okay. Like the little girl? Yeah. Oh, is she a bitch? I mean, it's called character development. <laughs> That's all I could say. So we're going to go ahead and hit that. Pausey pause. And go watch The Secret Garden and we'll come back and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we're back. We just finished watching the movie, and we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories, like we always do. And the first category is, well, hello there, where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie, or in my case, never knew were in the movie. (laughs) There wasn't a lot, because... The cast is pretty small. Yeah. There is a bunch of people that work in the house that they don't talk to or they're just kind of in the background. Yeah. But I kind of just went through and there was a lot of them that I didn't recognize outside of maybe the main person. But a lot of them still work and have done notable things. things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess the first person that's really recognizable is Maggie Smith. Yes. As Mrs. Medlock, the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Played Professor McGonagall. Obviously. Yes. Was Downton in Abbey. Downtown Abbey, yeah. Yeah, I realize because I watched this movie so much and I watched Sister Act so much, I just associated Maggie Smith with being such a bitch. Because <laughs> she, I mean, I know she is a little more likable, I would say, in Sister Act, especially towards yeah. the end, mm-hmm. but she was very, like, bitchy. Yeah. And in this movie, she's no different. But I honestly don't associate her with being a bitch because I always mainly associate her with Professor McGonagall. And she's not bitchy. She's pretty nice for the most part. She's proper. She's proper. Yeah. And strict. It's also weird to watch a movie like this because I always just associate Maggie Smith as always looking about 80 years old. Yeah. And she looks young in this. She she looks older, mm-hmm. but she does look young. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. she's. I know she's about probably 50. Yeah. Or around there. Whereas now she's pushing 80, I yeah. would say. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, yeah. I think when we saw her in the Downton Abbey movie is when I realized she is starting to age. Because yes. I feel like from like the late 80s to the end of Harry Potter, she looked exactly the same. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, who was your first one? Um, I had to look her up, but. The person that plays Mary Lennox, who's the essentially the main character. Yes. Her name is Kate May- Maberly, I believe mm-hmm. is how you'd say it. Marbly, maybe? Mar- Marbly? I don't know. The thing that I noticed that she was in that I kind of forgot was she played Wendy Darling in Finding Neverland oh, yeah, with Johnny uh-huh. Depp, which is something I definitely saw. So That was in the trivia because they're like Maggie Smith, who is in Hook, which I guess is a, another movie I watched a lot of. And she wasn't mean in that because she played Wendy. Yeah. So it's kind of connection because they both played Wendy um, in Peter Pan movies. Very nice. Yeah. God, I realize how many different versions of Peter Pan we've had in our lifetime. A lot. Yeah. It's a good story, though. It is. Yeah. It's Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, my next one was uh, Walter Sparrow, mm-hmm. who is an actual, he's a Ruining Our Childhood award winner. Yeah. Because he was Crazy Pete from Now and Then, and I gave him my <laughs> Nicolas Cage award because wow. his accent. Yeah. Because he's actually British. Go figure. And he uses his British accent in this movie. But he plays the groundskeeper, Ben. Yeah. 
I'm stunned. I kind of must have forgot that you gave him your Nicolas Cage. Because I think his scenes in Now and Then are really heart-wrenching and sad. Yeah, I think we had like a little bit of an argument on it. But I, I essentially just gave it to him because I couldn't deal with his accent. Okay, fair enough. Fair because enough. he's a British actor and his American accent wasn't the best. Wasn't up to snuff. Who is your next one? Um, the next one was Dickon, who basically befriends Mary and kind of helps her with the garden and stuff. I looked him up. His name's Andrew Knott, and he was in Black Beauty, which was another book that was turned into yeah. a movie right around that time. And then also he was on an episode of Black Mirror. He was, and he was on a couple episodes of Gavin and Stacey, which I've seen, but you have not. Yeah. Hey, he's... Seems like he's acting a lot, British mm-hmm. television yeah, and such. So My next one was John Lynch, who mm-hmm. plays uh, Lord Craven, Mary's uncle. And he has been in a lot of things, but the thing I noticed him from was an episode of Harlots. Um, it's a show on Hulu. Okay. And he's also on The Fall, is one of his more notable credits. It's that show with Gillian Anderson and um, Jamie Dornan. Oh. It's on... Netflix, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I noticed he was in Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow, and then also looked like he did an episode of Boston Public. Oh, okay. He has very distinct eyebrows. And when I saw him on Harlots, which this Harlots is a newer show, so it's been on the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So he's aged quite a bit, and I was like, I recognize those eyebrows. (laughs) You recognize? (laughs) (laughs) I recognize those eyebrows. Uh. (laughs) Recognize. Good. Uh, uh, I say words good. <laughs> do you? Yes. Uh, Did you have anybody else? Just the last one I was going to mention, and it's because he kind of plays a m- bigger part, is uh, the car- the actor's name is Hayden Prouse, but he played Colin Craven. Yeah. I kind of was reading up on him, and it looks like he tried to run for public office in 2015 he's a a comedian yeah like a political comedian in britain yeah and he managed to get a 216 people to vote for him it's pretty sweet yeah and it sounds like he's kind of like a sasha baron cohen type where he plays pranks for lack of a better term on political figures Mm, but he he looked familiar to me so when i clicked on him i was expecting like a curveball like oh he's a well-known actor and no i, I have no idea who i he honestly is. think he looks like hugh grant yeah you thought he looks like hugh grant i thought he looks like matthew from Downton abbey a little bit yeah and yeah he was neither of those <laughs> well i i obviously knew that a child's actor in 1993 is not hugh grant what <laughs> i just think like facially he does yeah like his eyes i think the only other person in the cast that has more than a couple lines is Martha. Mm-hmm. I don't think she really acts that much, but no. I have seen this movie so much that I just remember her and her accent and having a hard time understanding it at first. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw this movie, she was like one of my favorite characters when I was little because she's just like trying to be super nice yeah. to Mary and she's... Mary's not having it at first. Uh, little brat. Do you want to move on? Yes. The next category is called, kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, except for this movie is set in 1911, apparently, so. The prime of our great-great-grandparents' teens? Yeah, (laughs) basically. Yeah. Did you like the fashion? There was a 
right off the bat i went there's so much dark clothing yeah and then the movie became self-aware and martha is trying to help mary get dressed and she was like do you want to wear black black or black <laughs> she's just trying to like make the girl laugh and she's just like they're all black you idiot <laughs> like she's so mean she is such a little bitch <laughs> Yeah, it seems like everybody wore black and then, well, I guess that's probably what they did back then, mm-hmm. especially in higher society. Like in the winter, you wore dark clothing and then in the summer, it's like, I guess we do that now if you think about it. Nobody you, wears white after Labor Day. Come that's on. That's true. But then, you know, in the springtime when they're working on the garden, everybody's wearing light colors and canvas and you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Canvas? Khaki. <laughs> oh. It was probably canvas. canvas. Yeah, back then it was canvas. Yeah. Um, I did want to talk about Lord Craven's hair because it's amazing. I literally put, can we also take a minute and talk about Lord Craven's hair? That was my note. He just <laughs> stepped out of a Pantene commercial. I'm going, God damn. Those are some everything. flowing locks from 1993. Yeah. Damn. He had the body. So voluminous. Yes, it was beautiful. It's weird because his hair is let's just call it glorious and mary's hair is dried out choppy bangs what you would expect for something from that time right and then you have i don't know how to describe his hair it's just beautiful beautiful it's like he gets a blowout every single day that's what he goes to the city for he leaves for months at a time and goes just gets blowout just a blowout and i'm pretty sure he's like uh what was I'm trying to think of the drug that Edgar Allan Poe was addicted to. Oh, no like clue. heroin and opiates or something. It seems like he was probably into that. Yeah. He was very white and pasty. Very depressed. Very depressed. He's kind of had a rough life. Yeah. A rough life for a rich guy in a huge yes. house where half your house is disheveled because it's too big for you. It's just cobwebs. Yeah. <laughs> Another piece of amazing fashion is uh the gardener's hat yeah i did where it had like wooden swans and duck heads sticking out of it i never noticed that as a kid but i noticed it today i'm sitting there going if i walk down the street with that hat on right now people might call the police to have me checked on no they'd be like where did you get that sweet hat (laughs) that glorious bird hat i think next time we go to like Vegas, where they have those hat stores and some of the casinos. I'm going to go in there and see if they sell that hat. Yes, we should find one. I wanted to go back to Mary's hair because I actually looked it up and it is a wig. Which, when I read that, was we paused the movie real quick and Mm -hmm. I read that and I felt like her hair didn't look fake. No, I didn't think it looked really dry. It looked like Hermione's hair in the first Harry Potter. That's a very good way to describe it. But... Yeah, it didn't look fake. Yeah. It just looked like she didn't know what conditioner was. Understandable. Maybe they didn't have conditioner in India. I believe it. I don't know. I don't know. They had some nice clothes over there. Ooh. Well, her parents were higher up. Partying parents. (laughs) Yeah. Just, you know. Hitting the town. Hitting the town with the Maharaja. There you go. With the Maharaja. Maharaja. Um, what about any offensive jokes or dated references? As far as dated references, I did notice there was a lot of tapestries hanging on the wall, which I don't think people really hang those on the wall anymore. This is probably one of the first movies I remember seeing where 
they had a lot of tapestries that were like blocking doors, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. And I'm sure like in history, that's a thing, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, we, we don't do that, at least in the United States. No, but it kind of made it for like a fun house. Yeah. In the sense like you didn't know what was behind them unless yeah, you moved them. Secret doors. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. I think one of the scenes I really loved as a kid was when she goes through the secret door for the first time and and finds basically, I'm guessing, her aunt's room, Mm -hmm. which has now been totally forgotten and it's dilapidated, but she finds her jewelry box and the key for the secret garden. But I always loved that part because I always wanted to live in a house that had like a secret passage, you know? Definitely. Because of this movie. If I was ever to design like my dream house it would have hidden doors and secret passages murder rooms no (laughs) (laughs) the only really offensive dated well there's two but the first one was when mary meets martha for the first time Mm -hmm. she goes i thought you would be a native because mary was born in india because her dad was in the army and you know that whole history yeah imposing the british colonialism that's the whole thing but um <laughs> they they just brush on it but she yeah she calls she's like i thought you'd be a native and then mary oh she has a temper tantrum because of it yes so she that, that was does. a little i guess it could have been worse they could have used a way worse word but yeah. it's still i guess it's a fact that it's a kids movie so they steered away from using slurs yes <laughs> um except for <laughs> cue the slur yeah yeah where uh colin's like do you know who i am and is it dickon that says it to him no it's uh ben the older yeah that's who it is. it's the groundskeeper ben it's just like you're the little cripple <laughs> yeah i'm like first of all that's your boss essentially he's the lord of the manor and yeah just called him a cripple yeah just you're the little cripple i feel like in movies and period pieces I don't know if this is just how it was like years ago, but people would just matter-of-factly talk about people's looks, mm-hmm. especially women, because the first time Mrs. Uh, Medlock meets Mary, she's just like, she's a plain looking girl and she's not pretty and all this stuff. But then like later, they mention how much she looks like her aunt slash mom because they're twins mm-hmm. and who are very beautiful women. So I'm like, I was confused there, but also I just like... I've seen so many movies where they're like, oh, this girl's going to be so plain. What What are we going to do with her? Because the only value that women had in Is that time. Beauty. Yeah, basically. Yeah. was to get a husband. And so they had to be pretty. It makes me think of that when they do this stupid teen comedy where I'm going to take the ugly girl and make her beautiful and make her my prom date, make her prom queen. And it's always going like, Jesus Christ, everybody's decent looking for the most part why do you have to especially in the movie where it's specifically rachel lee cook who's a very attractive person yeah and they put glasses on her and you're like oh she's She's... not attractive (laughs) she's hideous no she's like one one of the people that can get away with not wearing makeup and she looks gorgeous yeah i love it god did you have anything else in this category i did not we can move on to the next category if you'd like yeah so get ready to board your horse and buggy and talk about some tech with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Technology. And as you would imagine, there's not a lot. No. I think the only... I only had a couple, and the first one was the pulsating leg machine that they used on Colin because Mm -hmm. he's a sickly little boy and... Mrs. Medlock used a little machine to like pulsate his legs yeah. because he can't walk. Yeah. I don't know what it does, but I'm sure it existed. Yeah. It definitely shot some like shock waves through him because it yeah. was like jolting his legs. Yeah. And it was a hand crank machine yeah. too. Like Martha had to sit there and like crank, crank it. it. Yeah. yeah. What did you have? Kind of sticking with my transportation methods. I noticed uh, the way Mary gets to Liverpool is via, like, a massive steamboat. Yeah. Which, yeah, we're not transporting people like that nowadays, really. What? What? Yeah, Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? We go on cruises now. Yeah. (laughs) For fun. Yes. I think about that now, like, how back in the day, that's how people traveled. Yeah. Especially if you're going from, like, Europe to the United States. Mm Mm-hmm. Was by boat, and a lot of times it'd be like an arduous journey, and people would die. Yeah, and and now we're like, let's go on a cruise. <laughs> it's so true, cause I mean, you were signing up for a journey, yeah. to come over, and guess what? If you got sick on that boat, you, you gotta not... die. Is <laughs> <laughs> shockwire from yeah. Parks and Rec? Like, if you touch it, you, you die. die. I also liked his wheelchair, uh, Colin's wheelchair. It was very huge, mm-hmm. and it had like a little uh, steering wheel almost. Yeah, it's um, a pretty sweet setup. Yeah. Although, if you think about it, with what a modern day wheelchair is, it's it seems like they just reversed the wheels. That's true. Like back then, the big wheels were on the front, and the little wheels were on the back, and they just like well, switch switch that around. People. I don't still know the them. history of wheelchairs, but. Oh. I'm assuming they've been around for a long time. Yeah. Be an interesting Wikipedia to look up. Going into a deep dive. <laughs> On wheelchairs. <laughs> On wheelchairs. Did you have anything else? Uh, just, I always forget in period pieces that they don't have electricity, so they're using candlelight. Yeah. And this is like at that, almost that turn where they, st- if it's 1911, where they're going to start getting more electric stuff, but yeah. it's still not widely available Mm-mm. um do you want to move on to the next category yes this next category is called is it even good where we talk about the plot and plot holes and then we say our funniest and cringiest moments what do you think about the plot i feel like when we're kids that's a plot they use a lot as orphan kid orphan kids gotta go live with some distant family that doesn't know them and hijinks ensues <laughs> 
I, I guess I was thinking about how when I first uh, read like Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, I know they're not orphan kids. Mm-hmm. Their mom is still alive, but they're sent to go live with people that basically take them in in the country so they're away from like the war zone Mm -hmm. but it kind of reminded me of that like they have to go live with strangers and then they find magical things where this isn't so much magic yeah but more of a like a a natural magic or beauty of life i don't know beautiful garden yeah yeah that's hidden so it's kind of like a little bit magical in the sense like she had to go find it and not everybody knows about it yeah so that's uh, it's not like magic like in the sense of like Harry Potter but yeah. it's magic like in the sense that it's be- a, something beautiful that's I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It is magic but it is magic. Yeah. The only other part of the plot like it to me it was depressing that she's a 10-year-old and she is very aware that her parents just like to party and live it up and I remember Somebody asked her about like a picture. Has she ever had her picture taken? And she's like, my parents didn't have time to have my picture taken. And I'm like going, you have one hell of a depressing life. Like yeah. your parents didn't give a shit about you. And at 10, you were incredibly aware of it. She's aware and she's pretty jaded about it. Yeah. And I think that's where her like bitchiness comes from or the entitlement too. Mm-hmm. But obviously it changes throughout the movie yeah i mean i thought the plot was very believable yeah especially for that time that era where i wouldn't say everybody in that time didn't show their children love but i felt like maybe if you're in high society there wasn't that showing love because these two even her cousin has barely met his father yeah he's kept in a room because he's sickly Mm -hmm. so they both kind of have the same kind of journey where they feel like their parents didn't care about him which I'm like, maybe her parents did care about her. They just thought they would have more time to like connect with her and then they tragically die. And it's definitely her perspective. Yes. Like, for all we know, they did care about her. But yeah, she just felt like she was an afterthought. Yeah. And like you said back then, that's kind of how I'm sure plenty of kids felt. Yeah. You didn't have kids because you liked kids. You had kids because that's what you did. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we're just now in the last like 20 years getting to the point where like, you don't have to have kids if you don't want to. Like, it's not a requirement Yeah, of you're life. not a lesser person. Well, some people might decide you are, but... Touche. The plot holes. I really only had one. As did I. What was yours? Mine is just I was kind of unclear on what is going on with Colin. Yes. Like, is he really sick? Yeah. Or I question if Mrs. Medlock didn't have Munchausen by proxy. Whoa! Yeah, I went there. Yes, you did. His father really didn't have anything to do with him, so Mm -hmm. it had nothing to do with him so much. But she was the one that was like, he's sick, he can't go outside because of spores. Yeah. Air quotes. And he can't walk Mm -hmm. because you never let him walk. Yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah. Like a good theory. Because she was the one that's like, oh, uh, when he comes in back from the garden a little late Mm -hmm. and he's all hyped up and it's after he learns to walk. She is like, you're running a fever and throws him in an ice bath. Yeah. And that's when I was like, is he really sick? And they never explain if he's actually sick. No. It's just kind of the movie ends and he seems to be healthy. Yeah. He seems to be living it up. Yeah. Living his best life. It's like they decided because he didn't have a mother that nobody was going to like teach him the basic skills of walking and 
letting him live and maybe Mrs. Matlock was like, it's just better to tell him he's sick so he could just stay in bed and we don't have to... Except he was like obviously miserable because he cried like all before Mary met him. Mm-hmm. There was wailing throughout the house and it sounded like it was a fucking ghost. Yeah. It was him. And they claimed it was the wind. Yeah. Like, that's not the wind. Yeah, I don't know why they wanted to keep him from his cousin too. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because Mrs. Medlock knew he's not really sick because she has a disorder called Munchausen's <laughs> by proxy. Oops. I do also, like your theory. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, Lord Craven had a lump on his back, and I wanted to know how he got a lump on his back. He just looked like he had bad posture. Yeah. And he walked with a cane. Yeah. Probably all the uh, opiate use. <laughs> you gave him a drug problem. I did. Yeah. I did. What was your funniest line or moment? I had two. Just the part where Mary's starting to interact with Colin. Uh-huh. And she's like, what's the matter with you? And he's like, I'm going to die. But he says it like a normal piece, a normal person would be like, you know, I'm kind of feeling pizza for dinner. He's like, I'm going to die. That was my favorite part, too. It made me laugh out loud because he just said it so matter of factly. Yeah. Like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Okay, then. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. What was your other one? It's when Martha teaches Mary how to jump rope. I kind of laughed because like any kid when they've never jumped rope before they do it a few times and they just can't do it but after i would say five tries she's killing it yeah that i was like oh that's not believable <laughs> like yeah. no i remember to this day if i went outside and tried to jump rope it's gonna take me quite a few tries to get it more than one or two times right yeah. and especially somebody that just learned how to dress herself yeah um what was your cringiest liner moment the cringiest moments, and I don't know why, it was when they would show a flower growing. Oh. Not when it was blooming, but they would show you, like, the roots. Oh, that one scene. Yeah. And then when they were slowly growing out of the ground, I was like, well, that's fucking creepy. But that's how, like, I've seen videos on YouTube where they'll just, like, film a plant for days and they'll show, like, when the sun's out, it rises up. And when the sun goes down, it rises like, Yeah. So it reminded me of that. And yeah. so that's cool. But nope. creepy as hell. <laughs> creepy There's a lot plants. of creepy elements to this movie, but I don't know if that was one of them for me. Oh, sent uh, chills down my spine. Mine was just more of a cringy, like the tantrum and the cheesiness of it. But when, when Co- Colin's having one of his famous tantrums, because he has quite a few, mm-hmm. he's like screaming, I'll get a lump on my back. I'll get a lump on my back and I'll die. And then they... The two of them, because she starts yelling at him and calling him a, a little bitch, basically. And I'm paraphrasing, yes. obviously. Um, they start having a more depressing backstory off, like, my mother died. Well, both of my parents died. And I'm like, yeah. you guys both have horrible, tragic backstories. <laughs> Nobody would accuse you of yeah. having a happy story. No. So uh, I thought that was pretty funny and yeah, cringy. His, yeah, his tantrum for a 10-year-old, you're like, dude, you're acting like a bad three-year-old i know i kind of mentioned that you know at the beginning of this podcast that mary especially in the beginning of the movie comes off as a little bit of a privileged brat Mm -hmm. and i'm like i can't remember why you start liking her oh they introduce you to colin who's even worse (laughs) and then she starts becoming pretty normal and because she's working on this garden and it gives her something a purpose yeah and he's the worst until he isn't but 
That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. You're like, let's just give out even worse character to hate. And then <laughs> yeah. you're like, okay. Like, oh, you guys all seem to be hating Mary? Guess what? Here's a little shit. Ooh, another funny moment that I didn't catch on to like when I was a kid, but I just thought it was funny when Mary's saying, she's hanging out with her cousin. She's like, okay, I'm going to go to the garden with uh, Dickon. And he's like, dick on. That's just the way he said it. I was like, <laughs> it just sounded like he was trying to call him a dick. But yeah. I'm like, I don't know if people use that as an insult in the I early 1900s. I doubt it. Especially children who've only seen two people in their life, probably. <laughs> He's lived in the same bedroom for all his life. It's funny because it's like something people do nowadays. Yeah. Like they still will take your name and twist it slightly to make it an insult. Yeah. He was the originator of it. He was. The 10 year old Colin. Yeah. Who's never left his bedroom. No. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? I had a couple. Right off the bat, I thought it was neat that they used skeleton keys. And I kind of went, why did we get away from those? They're so much fun. One of the elements of this movie that I was obsessed with when I was a kid was the fact that the garden had a key mm-hmm. and it was like a really cool key yeah and a cool door and mm-hmm. a secret entrance because it's covered by you know vines yeah and when i was a kid that's all i wanted my life was a secret garden that's all i wanted i didn't want a secret garden but it would be like it'd be like a hidden fortress for mm-hmm. me it would be like that would be so cool to have yeah that nobody knows about it and you got to shuffle through weeds and stuff and vines yeah be awesome i think the only thing this movie is missing from a 12 year old ashley's dreams is some fairies in the garden maybe okay you know yeah 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 just add that fair enough yeah also i wanted to add on to mrs medlock not only do i think she has much has my proxy but she really loves to physically abuse children she straight up pimp slapped martha yeah and martha's probably like 15 i would yeah. say maybe I, at one point, she smacked her with a surgical mask, and I was like, oh, given the times. No. No. You'd be donating that to a hospital. Right? <laughs> so mean. I just like how that's, they used it around Colin, because they're so afraid of him getting sick, and I'm like, but I want to know what the basis is. Yeah. What does he have? Yeah. Why is he stuck in this room? Did he have a hundred-year-old version of COVID? <laughs> um, Back then, it would have been like... Uh, this... Spanish influenza or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that, that's a little too early for that. Mm. He's got something. Apparently. But and they do not want to catch it. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's it. For me, I also noted, I've never had this happen, but just watching scenes in a garden made my allergies flare up. <laughs> I'm just watching these plants grow, and they're playing with brush that they, and they're throwing it in fire, and I'm just going, oh, man. Oh, this the makes, magic scene? Yeah, this makes me want to sneeze so bad. Where they casually decide they're going to venture into some magic. Yeah. It worked, though. It did. They got, he wanted, Colin wanted his father back. And it worked. And it worked. All you got to do is throw some brush on a fire. Yeah. And, and say chant. magic. <laughs> I can't remember what he was saying. Yeah. Last note for me. How at no point did they incorporate the song Secret Garden by Bruce Springsteen? Uh, I don't know if it would have fit. Yeah. Maybe if we would have waited a little longer on the credits, maybe it's later in the credits, you know. <laughs> I was like, I really missed something on that one. Yeah. You're a dork. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on? Yes. As always, it is award season here on Ruining Our Childhood. We give out two awards every week. 
the first of which is the valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage online school of bad acting. Who did you give your award to? I feel like we're going to have the same person. Oh, I don't doubt it. I gave mine to Colin Craven. Crazy. How did you say his first name? Hayden? Hayden? Hayden Prouse? It's spelled, it isn't spelled like Hayden that I've seen, but now that I see it, it's like, hey, Don. (laughs) Hey, Don Prouse. Yeah. I don't know if his acting was so bad, but he really did ham it up a lot. It was a little bit of an overacting, especially when you had two other child actors that were pretty decent. Yeah. And just when he's like, I'm not sour, and he makes that face, like he pushes his lip out, and I'm like, oh my god. He was like in over his head. Yeah. As far as acting ability with Mary and then also Dickon, it's not even close. It yeah. makes you wonder how he got cast in this movie and they can go like, he's going to look really bad when he's compared to these other two kid actors. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm like, and I don't know if, because when I was a kid, I hated him as mm-hmm. a character. Like, obviously, he ends up not being so bad. And once he starts getting outside and being able to walk, he's very, like, chill. Yeah. But just being such a whiny little brat and being so demanding of his cousin and then at one point he's like i'm gonna marry you and she's like we're cousins and he's like doesn't matter he didn't say it like that but no but he didn't give a shit and then he gets so jealous of uh her and dickon they were just looking at each other they're obviously into each other for 10 year olds (laughs) for a 10 year old yeah Yeah. and who wouldn't be dickon talks to animals and he has a sweet white horse very true you know and he's also just a nice kid yes but yeah Colin and his, you mentioned his tantrum, that was so over the top. and When he yeah. falls from his wheelchair after yes. they open the windows, yeah. and he's just like, ah. I was, I'm going, if you're the director, you didn't go, hey, that's pretty shitty acting, bro. Maybe we should restreet that. Aw. It's, it's bad. There's a lot of kid actors, when we watch these movies back, you're like, God, I just want to go slug them. Be like, you're a terrible actor. Don't act. The acting brings out... Ch- you want to yes. abuse children. Okay. Yes. I want to beat them with a belt. <laughs> I'm good joking. to know. I don't want to actually beat the kid with the belt. Well, good thing this person's like the same age as you now, so it's not like you're going to go find a young Colin. No. And beat them with a belt. No, definitely not. This is taking a dark turn. I'm taking a real dark turn. Um, Do you want to move on? Yes. The next category is called the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. I'm pretty sure. I accidentally deleted <laughs> deleted that award from our form. So who was yours? I gave it to Andrew Knott, who played Dickon. Um, Dick on. Dick on. He was kind of a nice little curveball for me because he, towards the end of the movie, he gets a bigger part mm-hmm. and he's in more scenes. And it was just a scene where Colin and Lord Craven kind of reunite and are like happily dancing. And he's like crying yeah. at how nice of a moment it was. And he was just, he was probably my favorite part of the movie. Oh. Yeah. I, I always liked, him, liked him. Yeah. Like when he forces her to touch the crow. Yeah. Or the raven. He's like, That's come like... on, maybe a raven. Okay. I don't know. He just always had it on his shoulder, like even inside. Yeah. <laughs> when they those... are like loading Colin up in the wheelchair, he's. Staying it out on his shoulder. He's like the guy on that Tiger King documentary who always had a monkey on his back. Yeah. Or under his shirt. Yeah. Oh, how could we not go this week without talking about Tiger uh, King a little bit? 
Ladies and gentlemen, go watch it. Please. It's an amazing documentary. Mm-hmm. Mine was, I did give it to Kate Marbelly, mm-hmm. or Marbelly, uh, who played Mary. I always liked her character, even when she was being a bitch, and she has the best RBF ever <laughs> for a child. Yeah. Like, it's The first it's half of the movie, she yeah. permanently has RBF. Yeah. But I thought she did good on the scenes where she had to be a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, those are really good. Yeah. And then when she was, like, a little more happy and when she was trying to, you know, get her cousin to open up, Mm -hmm. she was a lot nicer. But I think she did well with all of those scenes. Yeah. No, she was not bad. Yeah. Like I said, you compare her and Dickon to old Hey Don, (laughs) and it's it's night and day as far as acting levels. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah. So... Now we can answer the question, does this movie hold up, and what do you think? I had nothing to compare it to, but I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. Like we talked about, there really wasn't a lot of plot holes. It's a cute movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of enjoyable. I didn't have anything kind bad. Of I didn't. I don't have anything bad to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. For you, is it as good as you remember it from your childhood? I don't know if it's like as good, but it was really fun to watch and it was very nostalgic and i can remember like the instrumental music and Mm -hmm. the little robin and just because i've seen this movie so much as a kid like it just brought being a kid back and that's i what i love when we do rewatch some of these movies is just bringing that all back Mm -hmm. and movie definitely did that for me and i thought it was a good movie and the plot was solid so i can't complain no it was a good family movie it's a really good movie. Yeah. When you said about how it, you get the nostalgia, I was thinking of a movie that we need to do at some point, and it was a movie I probably watched similarly how much you watched this as a kid, which was Dennis the Menace. Oh, yeah. And it's a movie I don't think I've seen for 25 years. That's true. But it was a movie I watched a lot as a kid, yeah. and I'm sure, I wonder if I would have a similar feeling of like, oh, it just takes me back to being a little kid watching this movie all the time. It's possible. Yeah. I had like five movies that I really always went back to mm-hmm. as a kid, and it was this was definitely one of them. The Jetsons movie, okay. E.T. Oh yeah. I can't think of the other two. I know I had a couple more. So good talk, Ashley. <laughs> but it's just that I probably rewatched to the point where it probably annoyed my parents because they're like, "You're watching this movie again." I would watch Home Alone. Yeah. All the time. Definitely. I'm sure my parents were sick of watching that one with me. Especially when it wasn't Christmas time and I'm wanting to watch it. Yeah. Another one in the books. But first, before we leave you, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit last week about starting a new kind of listener focused segment. Mm-hmm. And we want to know some of your favorite movie memories. And to start off, I'll tell you one uh, memory I have when I was a kid where I distinctly can connect a movie to this memory mm-hmm. and I, we kind of talk about it in the beginning of the podcast when we are going over this movie and what we remember and but this this specific movie was hook mm-hmm. we just talked about it yeah a little while ago the i remember when i was a little kid we would always go to the dollar theater and i remember specifically going to the dollar theater with my parents to go see hook and we'd always sneak in candy and my parents would always buy like the two for one like the sather's you know, they were, you buy them at the gas station a lot. They had the red 
label. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the peach rings and stuff. Peach rings or specifically from this memory, remember like these like chalky, they looked like dollar bills. Oh. Yeah. They almost tasted like Smarties a little bit. Like they had that consistency. Mm-hmm. They're really sweet. And then, you know, like gummy bears or gummy worms. But we had a bunch of that and I over ate. Oh. I was about, I would say six. Uh-huh. When did that movie come out? 93? No, I think like 91. Okay. So I was five, maybe. Yeah. And I overate so much candy. And then that night I like threw up all night because I ate too much candy. Oh. And it, it wasn't until that moment that I didn't understand my parents going, don't have too much candy. It's going to upset your tummy. Mm-hmm. I mean, did it stop me from enjoying candy after? No, I would still. I was going to ask if there was, did you associate the throwing up with one particular candy and then never want to eat that candy again? Uh, That candy, that. That dollar bill. Yeah, I don't know. I I wish, uh, maybe I can look it up, but yeah, it was like, it was kind of a chalkier candy, kind of like Smarties slash the Nico wafers or Neko wafers. Oh, Neko wafers. Uh Yeah. Those things were gross. I loved them. I did not my, like them. My dad really liked them. When you were talking about the, like, overeating the candy and then throwing up, it made me think of, which it would have been around the same year. Uh-huh. It was Thanksgiving 1991. I remember it vividly. I'm rolling my eyes right yes, now. Yes, <laughs> you are. I overate on the desserts, and I threw up all over. Like, I ruined my mattress. That's how bad I threw up. And I always associated it with chocolate pie. Yeah, French slug pie. And I wanted no part of chocolate pie until maybe 10 years ago. Because yeah. I always just went, that's what did it. Not the apple pie you ate or the umpteen other snacks that I had that night. I just associated it with that. Yeah. But anyway, so that's, I always associated like the throwing up, eating too much candy with Hook. Mm-hmm. And every time I watch Hook, I think of that moment. But I still love that movie. But... Basically, if you guys want to send over your movie memories, it could be something like that, or mm-hmm. it could be a happy memory. We want to know which movies you guys cherish and have great early memories of from when you were growing up. Yeah. So you can send that to ruiningourchildhood at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll read them Yeah. as our segment. Absolutely. We'll and as right now, it's going to be called, I don't know. We're going to we're going to settle on a name, but film it, fables. Yeah, film fables, movie memories, cinema chronicles, cinema chestnuts. Ooh, I like that one. I I like that one too. Yeah. So. And then also if you guys have a suggestion for a name, throw it in there too. I still like cinema chestnuts. <laughs> I like cinema chestnuts as well. <laughs> can you say it? I don't think I can. <laughs> I assure uh, you, we have not been drinking on this Sunday morning. Yes. Now it's Sunday afternoon. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us, guys. I hope that new segment wasn't too much of a train wreck. No. Like most of our episodes are. It was a cute story. I liked it. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for us, guys. I hope you have a good week. Stay safe. And we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.